Hey guys, Adam here. A quick announcement before you get into today's show. Um, I've actually just got off the mics again with Harry. Uh, today is Tuesday, the 17th of March. The show you're about to listen to uh, is from yesterday, uh, where I had an all-hands meeting communicating our guidance with COVID-19, and things have moved pretty fast in terms of the actions we've needed to take as a company. Uh, the reason for this quick announcement was we don't know whether we're going to do zero shows or seven shows in a week. Uh, we're going to put out content that we think will genuinely help all the members of this community as often as we think we can and is needed. Uh, so don't forget to hit subscribe. If there's anything you want to ask us or give guidance and advice to the rest of the community, email startupdiary at nbs.fm. Enjoy today's show. Hey guys, and welcome to the latest episode of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I am with my co-host, Adam Keller. I'm going to do my best to refrain from coughing during this show. <laughs> like Normally, I like lean away and bits like that. Um, yeah, guys, if you're new here, uh, let me just set the scene. Uh, this is where we're trying to share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it's really like to build a business. And uh, we've been doing this for a few years now, and there's been some highs and some lows but I'd probably say what we're going through collectively as a company today, and if you listen to this as a small business owner, and whether you own a business or not, uh, the current climate and the situation is going to be impacting you. Today is, what's the date, Ari? Monday Today 16th, is Monday. Monday the 16th of March. Um, and we are in some interesting times, aren't we, my friend? We are. So I went, uh, I went home on Friday, aware of what is pretty severe cold that's sweeping the nation mm -hmm. uh, and indeed the planet <laughs> um but it's and we've been most people have will have unless you've been under a rock will have been aware of this for some time now it's just been creeping about and it's like oh there's this thing that came from china it's kind of it's everywhere cool it's just a cold hopefully yeah. we'll shake it off there you go china's gone and done it again yeah okay yeah. let's just put um, a lid on this right now but so over the weekend, I had a normal weekend, fairly chill weekend. But then, mm. then on sort of Monday morning, put the news on, and and funnily enough, I was listening to um, some different content, Joe Rogan specifically as well. Um, this guy was like explaining how this is going to get real bad. It's going to go. It's going to get worse before it gets better, basically. Uh, and I was like, okay, cool, sure, makes sense. Virus sweeping everywhere, spreads a lot. Obviously, makes sense. Um, but then on Monday morning, um, the news and stuff just had a different kind of tone and it was a bit like, huh, this feels a little bit more, um, real, I guess is probably the word for it. And then I come to work, um, and we have our all hands and the mood was very reminiscent of the news that I was watching. Okay. So do you want to kind of, do you want to run through, run the listeners through how you tackled the Monday meeting? Because um, we, we know, for anyone that doesn't know what Monday meetings, we normally go through existing projects, any anything from last week that you need to raise, any issues amongst the team or clients or anything like that. So normally it's just a case of where were we, where are we, where are we going to be? Yep. Um, I'm really interested actually, because I don't think one thing I spoke to you about uh as of yet is that that tone um was chosen is the best way to explain um 
So before I get into the the all hands meeting, um, your your weekend was fairly normal, I think. Well, I I actually sorry to just jump in, but I actually remember passively asking you on Friday, like, what's what's your opinion on this Corona thing going on? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, it's interesting, it's interesting. So at the time, you I could tell you're obviously thinking about it and obviously becoming more aware of it. Um, but at that specific time, the Friday or the, in the, even the the week previous. It's all been very much like just this thing that's been in the background with no sort of no sense of urgency or or immediate effect or alarm or reason to be alarmed. Yeah, I think so. That that thing on Friday, you probably um, my vibe on Friday was uh, very insular. I was just mm-hmm. thinking, uh, and that was a reaction for me because um, end of play on Friday for the first time ever in my working career last twelve years. Uh, I have no external meetings in April. Zero. Nilpois. Goose egg. Zero. Um, <laughs> and you love meetings. It's how we win you the do business. meetings for a meeting. <laughs> well, it's, um, I'm used to do, I don't know, eight to 12 external meetings. And from Wednesday night, what was the first one? Yeah, Wednesday night uh, through to Friday midday, it felt like every time I was opening my inbox, uh, there was a due to the current situation uh we are freezing marketing budget or mm-hmm. uh, it's not the right time or we're not taking external meetings in okay and it was just a number like a domino effect it felt like it was happening it was like someone on wednesday night just flicked this thing and then the ripple effect started to happen into my inbox and i guess your point is like what we tend to do is like look at this and go it's all happening out there it's not really happening here mm-hmm. in sunny tamworth yep. Uh, for a little com- for a little company like ours, like uh, we're not affected, but I think I started to feel the effect uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday last week. So my weekend was, and I really felt it by Friday night. I was, uh, I was thinking, oh, this is this is getting real for us as a business, um, because the way that we operate as a business is uh, we have our subscription revenue mm-hmm. services we do for tradespeople, uh, and we have clients that are on retainers. And then we have projects and projects equate to probably 30% of our revenue. And it's that 30% where you find the profitability within a business. Uh, So everything else sort of gets you close to profitability. Uh, We need that project work to tip us into having Mm -hmm. a profitable month. Um, And then all of a sudden, all the client project stuff that we do, I I tend to go out, pitch, discovery meetings. And then over the space of like eight weeks from that meeting, we'll likely do some business. So that's what like the deal pipeline looks like. Yep. So I looked at my calendar on Friday night. I'm like, huh, I have no meetings in April. Then I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with all my free time? <laughs> um, but I think, uh, I think time creates opportunity, which we can probably go into uh, later on. Um, but then I spent Saturday and a bit of Sunday uh, actually in the office. I mean, Sarah went through all client projects. Uh, Sarah's, if anyone's new here, Sarah's the wife, but also a project manager here at Expert Trades. Went through all client projects to work out uh, what's the stuff that's going to get impacted immediately? And when we went immediately, we went events. Mm. Because we do a lot of events. So we just simply went through the calendar and looked at what events we've got going on. Uh, and that's client events. So we had to postpone them. Uh, we took uh, we had to sit together and go, actually, what's what's the expert trade's guidance on what we're doing right now? Um, because for me, there's, there's like three things. There's um, welfare of, of colleagues uh, yep. and the community. Uh, then salaries, just making sure everyone get pe- gets paid on time and in full, uh, and then profitability. So there are three things that I came to the office to work out for me. 
So then Sarah was like, you can't keep doing this like ad hoc. Like what's the, what's the rule we're doing for events? So I just wrote it down a rule and here's the black and white. <laughs> don't do them. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically um, don't do them. Is it canceled? Is it postponed? Yeah, because over the weekend there was messages of um, what's the phrase they used? L- large gatherings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that number's gone. Obviously, from lis- listening to different things as well, I, there's a lot. Summertimes, a lot of uh, is usually when a lot of industry events happen. So, like a, a place like the NEC, for example, will have like anything from camera shows to like body power and things like mm-hmm. that. Listening to podcasts that talk about those sort of shows, those events, slowly but surely, each one of those people have been making public announcements saying it's cancelled or it's postponed and things like that. Um, but that was for like gatherings of a thousand or more. Yeah. But it sounds like they're bringing that number down significantly to- and and quickly. Uh, I I also think there's there's part of being a business owner where you need to be on the front foot in this situation. I think um, it it creates a degree of uh, trust um, and transparency between like the people that were going to the events, the client that were hosting the event for. So we basically wrote together a stock email, which was explaining to the clients who were running events for, here's what we're doing, here's the reasons why, uh, and here's what we're going to do next, and here's when we'll update you. So we wrote all that and sent all those emails over the weekend. Um, Then the rest of the weekend for me was just doing something called financial modeling, which was uh, actually, um, as as a business owner, cash flow in the business, uh, with no external meetings in April, and let's just make an assumption that uh, that stays the same, that stays constant. Yep. Um, what does this look like financially? And then you go, actually, and then you ask yourself the question, you go, and this isn't about doom and gloom. This is about fucking planning. This is just, you've got to know where you are in order to make the right decision. So I was like, okay, what happens if this lasts one month, then two months, then three months? And you basically just roll out the commercials. So basically declining revenues mm-hmm. um, and relatively flat costs um, after cutting some fat in terms of, uh, okay, what marketing spend can we stop now? Like looking at certain parts of the business in terms of actually where can we cut the fat? Uh, and that doesn't that doesn't include team. Like uh, we can get onto that separately in a second in terms of what was delivered in the all hands meeting. Yeah. Um, so that's what I spent my weekend doing. So I came in on Monday, um, and I think uh, I think what's really interesting is. This is like a real test for us, for every mm. business owner and CEO right now. Uh, this is actually going to test, like, have you got the minerals? Well, it's it's a little bit weird at the moment because it's not, I don't know, it feels like every day something's, well, over, over the weekend, it feels like it went from like a 10% panic on the panic meter to sort of like a, we've hit like a 50 to 65% now. Now we're <laughs> like, okay. Everyone's aware of it. Does or doesn't this affect you is kind of the question we're asking ourselves now. I think, I actually um, think right now that um, majority of people are aware that this is going to affect them or it has affected them. I think it, it starts top down, trickles down, obviously tourism and stuff like that impacted first. And even a week ago today, so last Monday, uh, I was this wasn't a concern for me. Mm-hmm. Like this felt like an economic thing. This felt like a FTSE 100's dropped X points in a day. Uh, this felt like, oh, Bitcoin's dropped 20 Whatever it is, it felt like an economic thing for the UK, but we had it under control and it wasn't going to trickle down into what we do day to day. But it is, it's trickling down. Um, so then it's a case of, okay, uh, what do you do? 
And for me, uh, coming into the all hands meeting uh, this morning was, okay, um, what do I need the team to understand was the, the first thing for me, uh, which is, uh, and I've actually got my, my notes from the meeting this morning. So uh, if you want, I'll just use, yeah, yeah, go through, go use through. this as some structure because, uh, and I guess from my side, because I haven't heard it from you yet, I'm really keen to hear what you were feeling during this meeting because mm-hmm. it was unlike any other meeting we've had at Expert Trades. Um, yeah, so I'm keen to hear your feedback. So first thing for me was just um, touching base with everyone, making sure everyone's okay, just health-wise, just making sure how are you feeling sort of thing. Uh, general questions and welfare stuff. Yep. And then was just explaining what I experienced over the last five days, which was the cancellation of meetings and then cash flow modeling for the business and working that out. Um, and explaining to people in detail how the revenue comes into the business, what I just said subscription services, partners on retainer, and projects. Um, and my the, the thing that I need the whole team to understand was uh, my priorities are in this order, making sure the, the team is healthy, welfare of the staff mm-hmm. first. Uh, next, uh, building in processes that mean that everyone can stay uh, employed within the team um, five days a week, no reduction of hours, uh, no statutory sick pay, all that. Um, and that's a big commitment to, to state. Um, but for me, um, th- this is, this is where a, this is where you're really tested, uh, as a, as a CEO. Uh, I've always communicated to the team that when you're in your family, uh, and on the basis that you come in and you give me a hundred percent, I'm going to do exactly the same in return. There, there's a reason that I get paid a week after everyone else. Everyone else in the company gets paid before me. So if they're, if for any reason in the next three, six, 12, whatever, five years, uh, I would be the last person to get paid. And I do that out of uh, more of symbolism to sort of say, uh, like I have made a commitment to make sure you guys get paid. And it's times like this that are going to come to test me as a CEO. Like you said this, like mm-hmm. let's see it. So I needed to communicate that to the team. Um, so that the, the first thing we went into uh, was working from home. Because I think... Uh, we're in a, a lucky position. A, a friend, a friend of ours, uh, runs a, a manufacturing facility. Yep. Um, and I was talking to him on Friday, and asking. This is when it started to get a little bit real for me. I was like, "Where's your head at?" He was like, "I don't know." He said, "Because if someone's not in my factory, putting screws in that bit of equipment, mm. uh, I can't get anything done. So I can't go paying all those people full pay." if they're not creating something, because we'll just go out of business like in a shop mm-hmm. because they need to they need stuff physically to sell. We're in an interesting position because majority of the work we can do is remote. We can work from home, which yep. is which is really helpful. And I needed to um, communicate to the team. Um, I understand that uh, there is no guidance right now to uh, tell people to work from home, but what is Expert Trade's view on the whole thing? And I basically said, as soon as uh, Boris... Um, recommends that if you can work from home, we do, uh, we will. Um, uh, it feels like we're waiting for him to say that at the moment. A hundred percent. That's why it's, it was an important topic um, because what I needed was black and white. When is this thing triggered? Because in the nature of business, like something might've come in project wise, we go great revenue. And I go, oh shit, but that isn't going to work if he's working from home. Mm-hmm. I kind of just needed to blanket rule and say, no, no, this is the trigger. Like, and I think trigger is an important word uh, as well for people listening. If you're trying to create some guidance and stuff on how you operate in the current circumstances, you should write down the black and whites because the, the greys, especially when you've got a team, 
become really hard to navigate and speed and transparency uh, I think are really key right now. Mm-hmm. So just black and white ruling on what you're going to do. Um, so we basically said, so we basically said that um, when that guidance comes out, we'll work from home. Um, the next point of mine was uh, don't get too ill. That, uh, <laughs> 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 and, and I said it like that. I said, don't get, don't get so ill that you can't create value for the business. Don't get so ill that you can't do your job. And what I mean by that is if Boris doesn't give guidance uh, for another day, three days, five days, two weeks, but someone isn't feeling well, come and tell me and then take a day off. Because what I don't want people to do is run themselves into the ground, get ill, and then be ill for the next couple of weeks because they've tried to be a hero by coming to work when they're not feeling well. Uh, I don't want to have to put someone on stat sick pay because it's like £94.25 a week or whatever. It's that's close. Um, so I just wanted to tell people, like, if you're not feeling well, just come and tell me and take a day. That's fine. Uh, just to see what it is, see how you feel. Um, but don't think that you can't come and speak to me and say, I'm actually, it's not, I think people have a concern that will come to me and go, I'm not feeling well. And I'll be like, fuck, you've got Corona. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the case. Like, cool. Whatever happens, I just want you to look after yourself to the point. If you can still create value for the business, we can work through this together. So no heroes, basically. Um, next point I wanted to drive home was the hiring freeze. Um, we've got a couple of positions that we're opening at the moment. Um, new positions. Uh, so like for Matt's team and bits like that. Uh, I've actually got some interviews tomorrow morning and part of the meeting uh, this morning was telling Matt, um, cancel those meetings because we're not, I'm not taking on people right now and the degree of uncertainty that we've got. Um, it just adds extra pressures that we, mm. we don't need as well as if you're working from home, onboarding new people and stuff like that does make sense. And I kind of come back to that black and white, like it, having a hiring freeze and communicating that is very easy to understand. The team know uh, what we're doing and what we're not doing. Um, in terms of clients, conduct as many meetings as you can via video calls and bits like that. Um, so that was like the like the work from home guide. And there was one thing in the meeting that um, I think people were like, "What on earth is he talking about?" Because we just ruled out this uh, ruled rolled this thing out in the, in the team, which was at the end of the day, your cups, whatever's on your fucking desk. I hate coming into the office in the morning and seeing desks and cups and stuff on the tables. I'm normally first in. It drives me insane. So we rolled out a standard, which was like. Not, keep, I don't want any keep cutlery. Your, keep your mugs and your glasses on the table. I'm oh. like, what? <laughs> exactly. And they were like, hold on, you, you've just rolled out, you don't want to see it on the table. And it's basically, um, if you're feeling ropey or whatever, uh, it's just a hygiene thing because we've got mugs that all look the same and we've got glasses that all look the same. Um, pick a glass, pick a mug. Uh, you're responsible for washing it. Use it, wash it, put it back on your desk uh, just so if, if you are ill for any reason and it's not visible... So I think the whole corona thing is some people can carry and not show. Um, just have your own mug, just mm-hmm. in the hygiene thing. Um, so that was the basic stuff within the team. But then it got onto the interesting stuff, which I think, um, which is where I needed the team to really understand where I'm coming from. Um, the, the revenues in the business, uh, from a project's perspective, I can see drying up. Um, so it's, it's working out uh, as a team what every person can do uh, to create some value. And whether it's creating value for the community to support them, whether you're working on a project that's you've got three weeks to do and it's still got a 50% balance sitting on. So let's say you've got some creative work. Mm-hmm. If we've still got four grand left on that uh, project that we're going to collect in when it's done, I'm asking you to dig in and say, put an extra hour or two in um, here, there and everywhere. Fucking <coughs> <coughs> oh. <coughs> hell. The show must go on. 
<laughs> Must talk about Corona. <laughs> <clears throat> because by you putting that that extra time in, the project gets signed off quicker and revenue comes into the company quicker. Um, and f- for me, I wanted to communicate that uh, f- for the for the team I have around me, and actually, I actually picked out Arj specifically. Here, so Arj is the newest member of the team. And I wanted to let him know that the way that I think about my team is like my family. You come in here and I employ you and I'm going to fucking fight for you uh, because uh, I see the amount of energy and effort that people have put into the company over the last few years. And Arj is very new into the team. However, he's an absolutely fantastic culture fit. And I can only imagine what's going through his head right now is um, as I communicate the fact that uh, we're going to experience probably the toughest four, eight, 12, 16 weeks in the company we've ever experienced. If I'm in his boat, I'm thinking, shit, I'm going to get let go here. Like uh, things are going to get tight and I'm... Uh, I'm the last person in, so the first person out sort of mentality. Uh, so I wanted to address it publicly in front of everyone that uh, he's doing a great job. Uh, we've hired him and we think he's a great fit. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not the case. Um, uh, we, we are here. It's not a one-man show either. That's one thing I wanted to communicate. I think that the message I try to drive home is uh, I can't imagine a better CEO uh, for, for this team to have right now, given the current circumstances. Uh, because I actually told the team, I said, uh, I actually consider myself a better wartime CEO uh, than a peacetime CEO, uh, which is a reference from a book I read a while back, which really resonated. When things are like too good and like cash is coming in and we've got good clients, we've got good projects and I've got a bit of time, like that's when you start to build shit you don't really need and you start ideating about stuff and you get a bit too creative and not enough focus. Um and I've, I've probably got Mark to build shit in the past that we haven't really fucking needed. Um, 100%. But just because we've had the flexibility and the time to just try stuff. Uh, the time that I enjoy the most is um, when my back's against the wall. Uh, I think I actually said, uh, just to fucking drive the point home, like uh, I enjoy the taste of blood in my mouth sort of mentality. Like I enjoy, like I, I'm a boxer by nature. I enjoy uh, being in a ring and fighting uh, and weirdly, I enjoy getting punched compared to punching. That's just a weird thing in my nature. And it feels like over the next six, 12 weeks. Severe <clears throat> lack of uh, grasping the sport of boxing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you don't hit their fist with your face as hard as you can? On the contrary, actually. I think it's the scariest thing in, in a fight when someone pu- when you let someone punch you and then you keep moving forward. Um, <laughs> I, I, I must might just put a bit of fear in people. But... That whole analogy of like enjoying the, the taste of blood and like just liking, liking the fight, mm-hmm. I, I actually operate better uh, when, there's, when there's constraints. And I think right now the efficiencies and focus that we need uh, are higher than ever. Uh, like this is probably going to be the toughest three to six months we're ever going to experience as a business uh, and a real test for me. Uh, but I'm, I'm oddly at peace with uh, my ability to lead the team in this circumstance. The key thing for me in that all hands meeting and let me know how it came across is I needed to explain to people this is not a one-man show. Like we have 12, 13 people in the team, whatever the number is. 12? 12. It's definitely more than one. <laughs> more than we, one. That's and, all I can tell you. Uh, and uh, every single one of these those people gets paid at the end of the month. Uh, and there's office costs. There's a lot of costs in this business that needs to be covered. Uh, and we're in a great position in terms of we've got money in the bank. Uh, but there's two things that this company can control, revenues and costs. Uh, so we need to tighten our belts on stuff we don't need. Um, so the office, we're just about to buy a new 65-inch TV for the meeting room mm-hmm. and all this shit, um, all on stop. Danny, marketing spend, 
stop it all. Like we don't need to run ads for growing the community and stuff like that. Uh, we need to spend our time and energy on ground root stuff. Like let's just help our existing members right now. Um, and then on the revenue side is if there's opportunities that you can find to bring them to me, uh, either bring me opportunities to make some money, opportunities to save some money, or come to me and say, I have extra time that I can give. Uh, what else do you want me to do? Uh, and I will uh, allocate your time on something that's going to make uh, or impact the business. Um, and that's what I need from everyone. I just need, to the point, actually, a little bit of an exercise where I've got everyone to put their hands up in the air. Uh, and I said, touch the ceiling. And everyone puts their hands up in the air. Uh, and then you say, cool. Uh, and uh, everyone go a little bit higher, two inches closer towards the ceiling. And everyone squeezes a little bit more uh, and everyone's hands rise. Uh, and the reason I got everyone to do that is because when you ask one to reach up high, they do. Uh, but they never reach as high as they can without a push. And the thing that I wanted to explain to the team is that extra, that little bit of uncomfort uh, that they're feeling when they're stretching, that extra two inches, that's what I'm going to be experiencing for the next 12 weeks as a minimum. I want the whole team to experience that too. I just need everyone to be putting in that little bit of an extra stretch to do what's possible. And that might be go an extra mile for a member of the community that's on his arse and struggling. That might mean pull a project forward and get the cash in quicker. Mm -hmm. uh, that might mean come to me with creative ideas of how we can discount our services, which creates revenue and value for the members. Whatever it is, I just need that extra bit of a stretch. Um, so let me flip it to you. Uh, how do you think, what was the, the mood, the vibe? How did you think it came across? Uh, it was a lot more structured than normal. For me, it was um, a bit, it was a very much oh shit kind of moment because yep. it was what I'd seen sort of late Sunday evening, first thing Monday morning um, of like, huh, it seems to be affecting a lot of people now. And then we have our meeting and then we have a serious talk yep. um, of, of potential plans if Boris says everyone's going to work from home. Yeah, it was just like, huh? Okay, this is this is literally affecting us directly now um, because we're, we're, nothing's changed right now. We're all here, but the fact that we've had to have the conversation of something might happen, something might change. If it does, these are these are the plans. Is it is very much? Um, I guess chilling mm -hmm. is kind of the it's like, huh, this is this is real shit is hitting this fan <laughs> hard. Yeah, well, interestingly is. Shit will hit the fan in three months' time. The decision to have the all hands this morning and explain that allows us all to be in the same boat, which I think is important. Yeah, I, th I think uh, I can only speak for myself, but I think that I, w or I would assume that everyone came out thinking like, okay, it's go time. We need to just focus, mm -hmm. crank out the work, like you say, projects and things like that. Let's try and get them all done. Um, yeah, it's... I think everyone's feeling, everyone came out of it feeling aware of the situation and understood the role that we all play mm -hmm. and that we need to just crack on. And but I think, I think the key thing is for me is, is the goal of me this morning is coming in um, and being decisive and clear mm -hmm. uh, because that's the tone that is going to be needed uh, over the next few weeks as tough decisions are going to need to be made. Uh, so I came in with a sole objective of uh, coming in and being transparent with the team in terms of where we are from a guidance perspective, from a revenues perspective, uh, and just to set expectations of what I need of people. Um, because when there was one, two, three, or maybe even four of us, 
it could all be on my shoulders and I'd work it out. Uh, this company is too big now to be a one-person show and have it all sit on me. Uh, we have some amazing team members that uh, are doing great work and it's a case of asking everyone to step up a notch, those extra stretch, mm-hmm. uh, stretch up a little bit, those extra two inches. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, uh, I don't uh, I don't want to waffle too much, but I, I wanted to just explain what we did in the All Hands this yeah. morning. Is there anything specific that you want to know? Um, anything I want to know right now? You've kind of covered the plan. Yeah. Um, if if things go down, I mean, what what will be interesting is so like for example, tomorrow I'm actually down in London doing a shoot, shoot yep. at someone's house. Um, spoke to the guy earlier. Um, still going ahead. Mm-hmm. For, like cause I, I asked it, that was it because that was the question I asked in the hall, all hands obviously um, we're noticing people sort of try and do video calls mm-hmm. instead of actually meeting in person things like that and that's what's being recommended on the news obviously for me I'm still required to go and visit thing, mm-hmm. uh, visit people on site and ro- as of right now that's what we'll continue to do unless they say otherwise luckily they're not because obviously that has a bit of a knock-on effect on on the actual project itself because yep. I've got shoot dates all booked into my calendar that then require edit time and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting if it starts to affect those things. But, I, but like I say, when I spoke to this guy this morning, he was he seemed okay. I was like, "How's work?" He's like, "Yeah, it's." Feeling it a little bit, got a little bit quieter, but mm-hmm. we're still on for tomorrow. I'm like, cool, cool. <laughs> so not, it's a trickle down. <clears throat> so uh, it's tri- it. I, I think formally it trickled into this company last week. Um, I'm genuinely concerned uh, for our members. These mm. guys are out on the road. Uh, they are knocking on doors and doing plumbing jobs and electrical jobs inside people's homes. I guess. I guess a question I have for you is, what is your opinion on? the 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 virus that's spreading and the precautions that we're having to take obviously there's the company yep. decisions that we're, we're gonna have to make if and when um how what's your opinion on it i'm not smart enough to comment and that's that's just for me like i assume rightly or wrongly that um that much smarter people than me with more data than me are working out uh, the, I'm hoping they're working out with 99% of the focus on welfare mm-hmm. uh, compared to economical imp- economic impact. However, I do 100% understand the balance between the two and how they can kind of push each other out of sync. Mm. Um, I've done economics. I know, I know what happens when we, when the market slows down and the market takes a hit like it did and we enter a recession and people tighten purse strings and stop spending. I know what happens in this situation. I think when you add the layer of an epidemic and a virus on top of that, uh, yeah, I don't... So if you take take it back to, uh, like, the housing crash. Yeah. Um, we kind of knew the variables we were working to. We knew what had happened. We knew what had gone wrong. Uh, and we knew that what we were experiencing was, uh, as a result of our actions... Uh, in terms of how we've mismanaged money and mm. subprime lending and all this stuff. Um, y- you could write on a bit of paper all the facts, and this is a result of A, B, and C. Uh, I think right now there's too many unknowns, and 
it's it's th- those levels of unknowns that I think cr- basically one create all the uncertainty and the hysteria and the um, the overall concern. Uh, but it's going to lead to some really hard decisions. Like yeah, I don't think anyone's right or wrong in this situation. Should you close down schools? Yes or no? Everyone's got a debate for both mm-hmm. sides. Uh, the impact that it has on parents who have kids in schools and moving on to the like. I'm not a politician. I'm not into politics. Uh, the way that I generally view this thing is my family. Like, what can I do to protect my family? Uh, and I'll be honest, I, I didn't sleep well for a few nights until I found out that, um, like, kids, like, they just it, they just fucking bounce back. They're like, yeah, give it me. Fucking fine. They're, they're, they're pretty effective carriers, is my understanding. Pretty, yeah, pretty effective <laughs> carriers, but resilient little bastards in the mm. end. Um and that helped me, that genuinely helped me sleep because as a dad, you start to think about like, should I, should I personally just self-isolate away from the mm-hmm. family? I mean, you can probably talk about this in more detail on our other, like dad knows best yeah. where it's just me and you fatherhood stuff and mm-hmm. bits like that. Um, but to answer your question without sounding like a politician and sitting on the fence, even though I said I'm not a politician, I'm not smart enough to comment. Um, I'm just going to do what I can do within the, I'm going to take the information that I'm given and then make my own opinion. If guidance is one thing, uh, I won't necessarily take it. I will try and take all the advice and then make my own decision. The work from home thing I think is important uh, because the team need to know where I stand. That's a separate thing. Fair enough, Mr. Callow, politician. (laughs) Uh, And and, uh, one last thing, statement, because obviously it's a hot topic. Um, What's your opinion on long-term what the economy how it's gonna how how bad do you think this could be obviously i'm not expecting you to fully justify right now because i think i think this is something probably probably worth revisiting in like a week or two when when we know a bit more of what's going on but as of right now gut feeling what 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 do you think when it comes to like businesses big or small um yeah obviously I, i i understand that the fact that there is an illness causing yeah. these economical effects um, just from the money side of things. How do you see it panning out at this point in time? Well, if you look at, firstly, if we just look at like the stock markets and how they react, well, I think, to be honest, I think it's probably fair to say like the stock markets overreact because of because of the nature it's, of the beast. It's emotional, right? The stock market? It's emotional. emotional. Like if people believe it's going to go up, enough people believe it goes up, goes down. So what happens is... Um, Big fear in economy. Everyone starts sell, sell, sell. Get my cash. Put mm-hmm. my cash under my bed and protect it. That's what people's mindset goes. Just hunker down. Um, I think that's one thing, and I think too many people relate the stock market to the state of like the overall underlying economy. For me, they're two separate things. Uh, like one is like a skitty, um, like twenty-two-year-old, like hyped up on fucking. Adderall or whatever it's called in America, like just like this is how they react to stuff, like <laughs> cool. Um, whereas the underlying economy is like the fifty-five-year-old gentleman smoking a cigar, just more fucking composed, and the stuff can happen, and he'll just take it in his stride. That fifty-five-year-old gentleman who represents the underlying economy, uh, I think right now uh, he's concerned and he's sweating. I don't think we are starting to see. Um, even a glimpse of what could happen unless the government step in and step in in a significant way uh, to support small businesses. And I say small businesses because um, they're like the, they're what make this economy work. Small business owners like me who create a few jobs uh, and sole traders, uh, we're like the the life 
lifeblood of the whole economy. Um, uh, and when we struggle to pay our people and we have to let people go, or we hunker down and stop spending, uh, it has huge economic impacts. So for me right now, if we do nothing, I think we could slip into, and I'm going to go as far as say it, um, one of the biggest economic downturns I've ever seen in my lifetime, and that includes what's happened in the last 15 years, um, 13 years, whatever the number is, uh, which will be fucking devastating because what happens with recessions is they happen, they continue to get worse because of the uncertainty, and it takes so long to climb back out of them. What I think needs to happen is uh, government steps in aggressively and gives a fucking shot into the economy to give some people a degree of certainty that they can continue, and I'm using air quotes, business as normal, uh, as close to business as normal as, pof- uh, as possible, whether it's reducing like grants and benefits in order to say, actually, the cash that you've got coming in, you can hold on to it for a bit longer. Um, how The thing is, I don't know, is if they do that, like how accessible will it mm. make it? Will it be a headline for the government or will it actually happen? Unless it trickles down into, and I think about small businesses that we serve, the tradespeople, and that's who's top of mind for me right now. Unless they do something to support those people um, and that sort of level of business, uh, it's actually quite scary. For someone that has studied economics and is a business owner, I think uh, it, it could take, it, this, could, this could be a two, three year thing that goes on. Well, we'll leave it there because I feel like we could talk about that because I have question, more questions on yeah. that, but I feel like we could uh, talk for another 40 minutes. Oh, is that <laughs> where we're going? Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, I think we'll probably try and, because um, this is obviously a hot topic right now, mm-hmm. I think it's it, it could change by the, the week or by the day for us. So I think regarding shows, we'll probably try and put something out. Um, I'm not sure if I'm even going to get this out today, but yep. <laughs> but um, we'll try and get as many shows as we can out to keep people updated on where your head's at, where Expert Trades is at and things like that. Um, so for anyone listening, obviously, if you're not subscribed, subscribe. If you've got any questions or concerns, email startupdiary at nbs.fm. Uh, for any questions you want to put to more likely Adam, but I'm here as well if you want to chat to me. Um, any final words, Adam? Uh, yeah. Uh, the the biggest mistake you can make right now as a business owner is putting your head in the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, deal with this day by day and look at the facts. Uh, if you've got a team, over-communicate. Um, the, the worst thing that you can do is assume that this isn't impacting you and then look at one day and you're out of business. I think as a business owner, uh, you should be allocating time to planning, uh, which is something that historically I don't do that much of, but when I need to, I will and I do, uh, and I'll roll it out efficiently uh, and aggressively into the team and the company. Um, play, yeah, I don't, and the thing is, I want to I want to give that advice, but I don't I don't want to scare. I'm not the guy who scaremongers. Mm-hmm. This isn't scaremongering. This is just fact. Like. It doesn't take a genius to look at what's happening around us today and go, this is probably going to impact everyone in some way. Just work out how it's going to impact you uh, and then reevaluate it uh, at the cadence that you think is important, whether you do it every day, uh, every week, every month, whatever you need to do, uh, but just take stock of where you are uh, and then work out um, what you can do to stay in business. (laughs) 